Look, it don't matter if I'm young. Welcome to the Young and Zealous Podcast. I am Pastor John and I am here with Jackson DuRose. This is a podcast designed for all people, but led by young people. And let me share a little bit about the mission of this podcast. We want to create a space and awaken a community of young people who are serious about their faith and the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jackson, uh, we came up with that mission statement together, and really, you came up with it, and I might have added a word or two to it. What does that mission statement mean to you and what you hope it will mean for other young people? Can I just be real for a second, man? I want it. Dude, give it. I'm going to give it. All right. The people want realness. I feel like as a Christian, and, and maybe this is just me, but I have to believe it's not. I think it can be incredibly lonely to be a young Christian that's serious about their faith. Yeah. It, it can feel like there's there's no one else. Like I, I have a few friends in the area that are that are serious about their faith. But like sometimes I'm driving to Indiana to friends 45 minutes away to get that sense of young Christian community. Yeah. Because I think especially with like the, the whole concept of Christian moralism now, it's like so many people are Christians mm-hmm. and but there's not there's not much fruit of that. There's not much living out of that. And so I, I just I think I think this podcast can be great. Um, that 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 mission statement just means that we need to ignite the fire. We need to awaken uh, young Christians, yeah. you know, in in the in this country to to really take hold of their faith and and fight the good fight together. Dude, I can relate with that so much. Uh, some 14 years ago, when I came to Christ, I was 17 years old, and I remember having absolutely no community. And I, I was all alone. I was, I was just a, a Christian on a boat in the sea <laughs> with no other uh, Christians that I That's knew of. That's metaphorical, right? Yes, yes, yeah. uh, around my age. And so I was, I was all alone. I remember feeling alone. And I remember just embracing that loneliness and just saying, okay, I guess this is what it's going to be like for me to be a Christian. Obviously, I was wrong. Uh, I ended up getting involved in a local church and ended up getting involved in a college group and um, and things changed for me, but, uh, that, that's a real feeling. I think that you're dealing with, that's cool. This is going to be dope. You excited about this? Dude, I'm, I'm excited. I'm amped up too, man. Uh, so tell me a little bit about yourself, Jackson, and share a little bit about the story of how we first met. Yeah. So I'm Jackson. I am a senior in high school. I'm 17 years old. I'm almost 18. I'm almost 18. Uh, but uh, Is the word out yet that our seniors uh, in Mantino going to be walking across the stage? Is that is that known yet? So apparently they're going to do something for us. We got a, we got an email from the Schnitzler, uh, our principal, and he uh, and he uh, and he uh, basically said, you know, yeah, there's going to be something to celebrate us in whatever capacity cool. that may be. If you're just listening now, we're during the whole COVID nineteen yeah. coronavirus thing right now, so. Yep. We're, we're quarantined here, yep. but uh, we're still having a good time. We're still praising the Lord. Amen. Amen, right? Amen, amen, brother. <laughs> so uh, what was the question you just... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Jackson, and uh, I'm the production director. I volunteered at uh, the church that John works at uh, for like three years, mm-hmm. um, his campus, and then I got put on, uh, f- uh, not full-time staff, but part-time staff yep. at both campuses of Cornerstone Church. Part-time pay, full-time time. time. Uh, well, not quite. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, so I when I was like a freshman, my Youth for Christ leader, Steve Stick, shout out Steve Stick. Shout out. And uh, he uh, he invited me to go to this Holy Smokes barbecue. Um, and at that whole, and it was at, you know, Cornerstone Church in Mantino. And from there, he invited me to youth group. And then from when I got to youth group, I met this tall, lanky, with a weird walk guy named, <laughs> <laughs> named Pastor John. <laughs> and so that's kind of how we met. Yeah. Yeah. So let me talk to you a little bit about the Holy Smokes barbecue. And so I came on staff uh, before the Holy Smokes barbecue uh, with Cornerstone. I was the youth guy uh, for a little while with Steve Stick and, and his bride, Kate Stick, and my bride, Helen Hines. And I was on youth and there was a vacancy at the Cornerstone Mantino campus. And I was just filling in on Sunday morning. One thing led to another. And all of a sudden I found myself being the campus pastor of Cornerstone Church Mantino campus, which was really like a dream role for me at that time of my life and still kind of living the dream and loving it. And we were looking to restart that church plant. That church plant had at that time about 20 to 25 people attending it. And we were trying to create an event that would restart the church plant. And so great minds come together and they come up with this idea of holy smokes. And it would be this barbecue event under a, t a big tent, you know, trailer bed with stage. a trailer bed <laughs> as a stage. And it was super fun, but not super fruit worthy. I don't know. It, it, did, it didn't I think produce. God used it. God used it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was it was great because it led to the connection of Jackson DeRose uh, coming through our church doors or our church tent at that time and, <laughs> Seth, <laughs> and Seth Betts and, and others. And so these guys... Uh, end up coming to our next youth group and they basically pin me in a corner and they say, we would like to schedule a meeting with you. And so literally we schedule a meeting for like the very next day and Seth Betts, Jackson DeRose and another one of their friends and our friends, Faith Wilson, end up meeting with me at the Cornerstone Mantino campus. And I'm thinking they're going to talk to me about ideas regarding youth group. How did that meeting exactly go, Jackson? Oh, I have a confession to make. So when, when we went to the Holy Smokes barbecue um, and we were, Seth and I were sitting by each other and we were just taking in all the amazingness that was happening under that white tent, uh, Seth, Seth turns to me um, in, in really a very young and kind of cocky way. Uh, we were both young and cocky and he kind of looks at me and he goes, oh man, they need lots of help. They need lots of help. So immediately he was right. And so immediately the 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 kind of wheels start turning in our head of like, oh, we could do this here, we could do this here, we could do this here. And so at the meeting, it was just kind of us throwing out all the ideas of these production things that that we wanted to do at Cornerstone. Yeah. So they meet uh, with me and they basically say we've attended other churches in the area. Uh, we do not feel very welcomed, and we do not feel like we have a voice at any of those churches. And so we would love to be a part of a church that would one, give us a voice and two, value our opinions. And I'm like, uh, yes, please. Okay. I'm a 27 year old, a new 27 at that time, 28 year old campus pastor. I know very little and I have uh, very uh, little uh, resources when it comes to volunteers. And I valued young people. I was a young person myself, obviously. Uh, and so I was like, let's roll, bro. Well, uh, and I mean, really, it was like we felt like there was such a deficiency sure. in our town of like 
a church that would be a place where we felt like we could invite people from school. Yeah. Because there's so many stereotypes about what churches or You don't want to invite hymns. people to your grandma's church? My grandma goes to a hip yeah, church. She goes to a dope church. They, that was my a gra- bad my gra- example. My grandma and my grandpa, they kick it at Faith Church, man. Shout out Faith Church. They're, they're, they're vibing. But no, for real, it's like... Uh, there's just, there was just, there's no place where I was like, I'm going to invite kids and they're going to have a good time. You know what I mean? And not that you need to add anything to the gospel. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I wanted, I, we wanted a place like one of those churches that we'd been to, you know, like Parkview and stuff where young people felt excited about yeah. being at church. Yeah. Well, and so you guys quickly started implementing things or at least implementing ideas. Uh, and there was change that happened rapidly actually at our Mantino campus uh, due to you guys and share a little bit about how that change started and how that change developed and how, you know, where'd you get the ideas yeah, for, for sure. some of these things? So we had been, so prior to going to Cornerstone, I went to Willow Creek, um, which was, you know, north of here and close to Chicago. And Seth went to Parkview, which was in Orland. And uh, those are both mega churches. Yep. And so we had been going to those churches on Saturday nights thinking, okay, we're going to, we're going to take the ideas that they're doing because, because this is a place where we, we could invite people and we're going to infuse those into Cornerstone. Yeah. And so that was kind of what we did. We would go every Saturday night to to one of those churches and then we would bring those ideas to Sunday morning and and during the week. So how could we do that on a smaller scale and how could we contextualize that to specifically at this time, just our Mantino campus? Yes. Without making it feel inauthentic. And, And because we have like no room in the budget, uh, what are we going to do? And so we, Jerry rigged a lot of things. And oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, was, it, was <laughs> it just of, made it some weird. things work. Uh, awesome. But there were also things such as like flow of service, right? Yep. Yep. So there were things that were not, you know, did not cost anything, right? It was just like, hey, this is a small thing that we could change that could just make things slightly smoother. Yeah. Uh, we're talking them bumper videos and, oh, and yeah, things yeah, that yeah. I have to be honest, I probably wasn't thinking of at all as a pastor. My focus was on the message, the people the and <laughs> prayer, right? And yeah. the gospel. And so you guys came in and really like shine some light on something that I wasn't really considering or thinking of and understandably so, but shame on me. And I was super enlightened. And so then I'm kind of jumping into this as well. Like, okay, yeah, I need to start doing some more studying and some researching of what a contemporary church looks like in 2016, 2017 at that time. And things started to change. Uh, And so tell us a little bit about that change, specifically in our context. Yeah, so we did a lot of, well, so we did lighting. We did, uh, we added some, some lighting things to take away from, you know, all of the pallet wood that was everywhere in the church. It was like 2008 threw up all over the entire church. (laughs) And so, and it wasn't bad. It had a, it, it it still has a cool vibe. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we, uh, we added some lighting to, to add some ambience to that wood. We started with like three, three bar lights and it was just, it was cool. Uh, but we did that. Um, and then just overhauling the entire sound system and, and implementing, you know, those new flow of service ways and, and how we could, you know, use like the softwares to make everything smoother um, and stuff like that. And as we went on, it was like, oh, here's a proposal for what we want to do with this. And here's what we want to do yeah. with this. And These guys, listen to me, listeners, these guys came up with the most intricate, advanced 
proposals that you could ever imagine. These were 14 and 15 year old young men. And they were coming up with like these six, seven page proposals with clear details and pictures and visuals and, and just everything that I was like, this is unbelievable. This looks like it has come from a mega church and these dudes were just producing it uh, out of their own time. And, and I know a lot of this sounds surfacey right now. And so you're like, okay, congratulations. You did all this surface level stuff, like big deal. But there was also some worship behind this. There was a lot of worship behind this. I, I can remember one night, man, uh, where we were just in there and just praising God in the church. It was like 10, 11 p.m. And it we're just wrong, praising man. God, man. And just, just jamming the music, falling on our knees, praying, singing, and, and just and just community. And, and I remember young people just like starting to come in. Some of your friends would come in during those nights and just hang out, just have a place to kick it uh, where the gospel. And I, I remember, I remember too, very, very vividly. There was times where, where Seth and I, I mean, I still, where, where we need like heart checks, you know, where it was like, and you were quick to give that out. You were quick to be like, okay, this, this, if, if, this, if these lights don't work right, it, this isn't at the end of the day going to change the content of the gospel, sure. right? It's not going to change how God works in people's life. And so you were very clear to draw that line in the sand of like, okay, yes, this is, this is important um, to a certain degree, but at the end of the day, is, is your heart right in this? Yeah, and there was a balance there uh, because as a leader, as a campus pastor, obviously there's a ceiling even in my leadership. Um, I answer to someone. I answer to a senior pastor. And I had to, I had to understand that and I had to humble myself, uh, in that. Uh, however, I was also asked, you know, to take ownership of the campus and to really have to own that. And so there was that balance. And, and then you guys come along and you're like, dude, we want to take some ownership as well with you. And look, if you guys did something that maybe was wrong or something that kind of backfired, I had to be okay with like, okay, that's on me. Right. I, I have to take the blame on that. And then we're having discussions and we're talking like, OK, guys. OK. And I, I feel like I feel like you definitely <laughs> hid a lot of stuff from us, like just to not demoralize us, because I feel like you definitely took more blows behind our back than we than, than you told us about. Yeah, that'll be in my book later on in life, but uh, we won't talk about that here Somehow in the first I episode. <laughs> yeah. Michael Scott. No. <laughs> uh, that's what she said. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, so, the, I don't one. know. I don't know. It, that makes no sense. I, I just heard Michael Scott. So look, let's look to wrap this thing up a little bit. So why do you think, Jackson, at the end of the day, why are young people not excited or why are young people not looking to serve in their local church in the numbers that we wish that they would serve? So I, I wonder, is it that the door isn't open or that young people aren't knocking, right? Mm. Because I think there's a lot of young people. Um, I, there's not a, I don't feel like there's a lot of young people who have that strong desire to serve. Mm -hmm. um, but I think as a young Christian, there should be that strong desire to serve, right? And I think that there's, there needs to be an aspect of like a go-getterness where it's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, go be like, getterness. I want to do that. That's not a word. I like it. <laughs> but, but like, I want to do this. And this is where I feel like God has put this call in my life to uh, serve in this way. I feel like I, he's given me these talents and I can, I can serve in this way. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, 
uh, just as a as a campus pastor, uh, I wonder if we have simply relegated uh, youth like Jackson or Seth Batts uh, to the youth group room, right? Because it's safer in there. And if you make a mess of things in the youth group room, we can justify that as a church. But if you make a mess of things uh, in the worship center on a Sunday morning, it's a lot more difficult to justify that. And that's not to say that there shouldn't be discernment, that we should just allow all you know immature people that walk through the door to have a voice and to, to be able to throw some lights on a wall and everything like that. that. That's not what I'm saying. And obviously, you guys were not immature people. You were 14 and 15 going on 27. Um, and so... But I wonder if as a church or as a church culture or as leaders and pastors in churches, if we've just relegated you guys to the youth group room and we haven't really opened the door enough for you guys. So I'm convicted about well, that. And I think, I think that's true to a certain degree. But like at the same time, we are, we are kids. And so there has to be a, a certain sense of like for sure. understanding that and recognizing that. And I know I struggle with that when I was first like, I'm like, but, but I know so much more than you guys do. And it's like, which was super arrogant of me. Right. And, and I remember there was a season where I went through a really rough patch. You know, I was dealing with, with sin in my life and this stuff. Sure. And you straight up said, Jackson, you're on a sabbatical. Yeah. And you, you wouldn't let me, you wouldn't let me serve. You wouldn't let me do anything like that. You're like, you're going to go to church with your family on Sundays and you're going to go home. Yeah. Production in that season was at an all time low. But, but like, but for real, I remember, <laughs> I, I, I remember th that was a whole summer and it was totally, absolutely necessary yeah. because my heart wasn't in the right place. Um, I was dealing with so much, um, personally, um, with my relationship with God and, and with sin, uh, that you were quick to strike that down. And I think that that, that needs to be the attitude where it's like, okay, if you're going to be, if you're going to serve in the church and you're going to be mature about it, then that's cool. And I'm going to give you that platform, but you need to be held accountable. You need to be held accountable. Absolutely. Exactly. Accountability. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be a leader in the church, then you're going to need to be held accountable. And, and when there's, you know, hidden sin in, in our lives, um, it's going to affect our leadership, but it's not only going to affect our leadership, it's going to affect those around us and it's going to affect the church in which we serve. Yep. And so sin is never personal. Mm -mm. Uh, it, it, it is personal to a certain degree, but, but it is always public in, in terms of its effect. Yep. And so I, I think that was, yeah, that was, you know, if there were some things that I've done right, you know, in these last four years or so, uh, that might have been one of them. And so, hey, man, uh, let's let's wrap this thing up and, le and let me give you the floor here, Jackson, for some some final words, some closing thoughts. If if there were young people listening to this and we hope there are who are wanting to serve the local church, but they just haven't taken that step. What kind of encouragement would you give them? So the f the first thing that I would say is do it like go, go out and serve, whether that be in the booth, on the stage, welcome team. I mean, we've had some we've had some teens that 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 feel passionate about the welcome team for sure. A uh, kid zone, where, wherever that may be, serve. God has given you talents, and He has called you to serve in one way. I feel like a lot of times, as a young person, I ask myself, saying, "I'm like, God, show me who you want uh, me to reach today. Show me how you want me to serve you today. Show me how." I... And a lot of times, a lot of times, it's already there, right? Mm. Like it's and, and and it's just like. 
it needs to be, no, not God, don't show me. It's got to open my eyes to the ways that are already there in which I can serve. Right. And so that's number one. And number two, I remember this like it was yesterday. I, w- I was so defeated. S- something at church made me super defeated. Um, and I remember I was just sitting there and I was like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. And one, a very strong man in the faith said to me, he said, Jackson, you know why you're upset right now? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I named off all the reasons or whatever. And he says, no, that's not it. He said, because you're making it about you. Ooh. And so he said, if, if it's truly about God, and that's truly what the center of, your, of, of this is, if that's where your heart's at, then none of that matters. And all that matters is serving God. Right? Yeah. And, and that's a beautiful place to be. Yeah. Right. That I, 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 the, the happiest moments of my life are when I'm at the church serving God with what he's given me and, and recognizing how much of a blessing that is. Amen, man. Well, that is going to conclude our first episode of the Young and Zealous podcast. We hope that you guys have been encouraged. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. And I want to give Jackson DeRose one last thought as we conclude. Yeah, for sure. I just want to kind of, uh, Talk about the podcast just for for a, a, a couple a couple seconds longer. Go for it. It's this podcast is going to be a lot of bringing other people on. Yes, you know, bringing on other other Christians I know, not necessarily famous Christians, but just real young Christians who are serious about their faith and talking about okay, what has your faith faith walk been like? You know, what can we learn from you? Yes, you know, and and so I think this is a really cool place where we can go and be reminded, okay, there are other Christians like me that are young and that are zealous and that are ready to serve the Lord with all that we have. And so, and so I think that that's what this podcast is going to be. Um, this episode was just kind of laying a foundation of who we are and, and what this is. But in the future, there's going to be different segments, different people. It's going to be an exciting podcast to listen to, we hope. Absolutely. So we hope you'll tune in for that. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're here with us on Facebook or if you're here with us through any other avenue, Instagram or any other avenue, just hit the like button, hit the share button and hit the subscribe button. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. God bless you guys. Young and zealous, we out. Peace. Look, it don't matter if I'm young.